In a world full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. This thing on? Use his video marketing knowledge. It's the red button, right? And use his friends. Please be on the show. To change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. The best marketers sell with story, and the best storyteller wins the customer. And the best stories are your customer stories. I'm going to give you the planner to create the perfect video case story for your business, just like we've done with all of our clients here at Authentic Web. Just go to iingarlic.com slash plan or click on the podcast image to get to the show notes and there'll be a link. There you can download the perfect video case study planner the same one we use at Authentic Web to create incredible dynamic video case stories and video case story interviews. All right. Welcome to the Garlic Marketing Show live broadcast on Facebook. If you're listening to this after on podcast, well, you should pay attention to my Facebook page because you would know this was happening. So, But uh, you can watch the video because we're going to be talking about some cool stuff. I have today with me... Amanda Bond, Facebook ad goddess. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm dead on that title coming across the screen. Yeah, no, that's I'm going with that from now on. Thanks, dude. But you, I mean, you're amazing. I, I we've known each other for a little over a year, probably, and uh, but I mean, I've known about you throughout. Uh, you know, everyone talks about how great you are at Facebook ads. Super smart. You know, you come from a corporate background, right? Yeah. Um, but you know, you've done hundreds, Amanda's done hundreds of millions of impressions. She's looked over Facebook ads, Facebook ads, or Facebook ads, knows the data, knows how things are changing. We're not going to get deep into um, her techniques, but if you want to learn more about her techniques, um, we were discussing ahead pre show about her new three stage stacked campaign that she's been testing out. Uh, I'll let you talk about it in a second, but make sure to go to look up Amanda Bond, like her Facebook page, she puts out amazing information. It's not a bunch of BS because she's doing it. Um, Amanda, give me a quick overview. Sure. So at the Ad Strategist, we help people stop guessing and start getting results with Facebook ads. So to do that, we've analyzed the three stages of marketing that people need to have Facebook ads to go along with. And we help people get those out there, get them rocking. And like you said, you can find us at fb.me slash the ad strategist. Awesome. 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 Or you should probably uh, get like FB goddess after this. Yeah, hundred percent. That that website is <laughs> is. I've already bought it actually on my phone on the side here. <laughs> I mean, my my Facebook page is garlicface.com. So I saw that amazing. <laughs> no one ever forgets it. Um, so you know, today we're going to talk about the Facebook changes. Everyone's freaking out. You wrote this awesome article on Entrepreneur Magazine. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, but you know, I, and we'll answer questions afterwards. So if you put your questions in the comments, we'll answer questions afterwards. But first I want to know, um, is Facebook still relevant to your business? Not to your business, obviously, but to anyone else's business out there, is it still going to be relevant with all these changes? Are the ads still going to work? 
Absolutely. So my biggest piece of advice right now is that if Facebook was a strategy that you were using in the past successfully, it is time to actually double down on those efforts. This update is only going to help the people that were doing Facebook marketing right in the first place. And it's going to hinder the people that weren't like they were spammy. They were being marketing marketers and like trying to really push business agendas versus actually building an engaged audience, a community evangelist, but people who were doing doing it right, this is actually going to wipe out a bunch of the noise and make it easier for your high value content to break through. So I actually believe this update is going to make Facebook more relevant than ever because it's a better experience. So funny thing with the update, Zuckerberg actually says that this might reduce the amount of time that people spend on Facebook. That was what the public statement said that, okay, if we do this, sure, people might reduce the time that they spend on Facebook. I believe that that was just like a public statement um, because if you make the user experience better, people will stay on the platform longer. If they're staying on the platform longer, what happens is we have more room for ad inventory. Come on, guys. Like I have so many people saying that it is going to skyrocket Facebook advertising costs. However, I don't believe that's the case. I actually believe that this is a move to open up more inventory for advertisers. You know, and... uh I think you, you, you hit the nail on the head early on. We talk about this on the show repeatedly, and people have a hard time getting through this. Facebook's not a place to be, quote, unquote, advertising. While we're calling it ads, you shouldn't be your traditional advertising. You shouldn't just be talking about you, right? Absolutely. And, and, and that's what this update's going to do. It's like you need to be putting out stuff that engages people and entertains them. So, you know, so Facebook's still relevant. How do you feel it's going to affect businesses? I mean, you said the people that are working, it's going to work better for. Um, do you think it's going to train the people that it's, you know, it's barely working for? Do you think they're still going to dump their money in there? Talk to me about that. I feel like it's, I mean, any platform that changes along the way, you're going to have people that actually rise and like rise to the occasion. They're going to make the changes. They're going to understand what's working, take the time to analyze their results. And then there's going to be the people who don't, right? Like we've all seen those spammy Facebook groups where people just come in and they link drop like crazy. And they're like, I wonder why my business marketing isn't working. But the people that are willing to learn how the platform changes and adapt, whether that's themselves, if they have somebody internally in the business or hiring people who stay on the top of these trends to help them navigate these changes, those people will actually be positively affected along the way. Yeah. And I, I think that's, you know, it, it, paying attention to the changes, paying att- not just to the changes, but like you said in your article, um, paying attention to how your content is actually working, the engagement level of the content. And, you know, it's, it's, everyone wants it to be the science that you're like, boom, boom, boom. And it's working, but you have to pay attention to how things are working and then test them and do better things. Correct. 
Absolutely. And that's the thing. It's a process. Most people want their Facebook results to like be an event. Okay. Boom. I have the code cracked. I never have to do it again. But every single day we need to be iterating on our strategy. We need to be looking at our content and saying, are people engaging with this? If yes. Okay. What about it was engaging so that we can duplicate that and adapt that to our results going forward. If no, what did we do wrong? Why aren't they engaging? What can we do to understand them better? And a lot of people cross their fingers and hope that they can, like I said, just get to that place where Facebook becomes this uh, this broadcast platform that is nailed and never has to evolve again. And so you see a lot of businesses using things like auto schedulers or recycled content schedulers that just like are, are literally standing in the middle of a crowded room, like screaming <laughs> at the top of their lungs about some type of sale that's not relevant to anyone instead of being like, okay, I'm going to have a one-to-one human connection and conversation to find out what you actually need. Like it's, it's a kind of the ego, it, like it's really egotistical to just be on your Facebook page being like, blah, blah, blah. And then you only get one like. So you need to figure out why that's the case by analyzing that content, looking at things more in depth, and then be willing to adapt to your community, to the audience that you're building, to that platform along the way. Yeah. And I think that that type of broadcast content, it's a mentality, right, that people have and they need to get away from it. But, you know, you say you shouldn't broadcast. We shouldn't, you know, are there other things that we shouldn't be doing right away with these changes? Well, I actually have a huge stance on something like Facebook groups. So I know a lot of people are thinking, oh, shoot, if the news feed is going away, if it's going to penalize Facebook pages, which isn't the case. If you read between the lines of the actual update, it doesn't say they'll penalize Facebook pages. It doesn't say that you're going to like automatically get reduced reach. And actually a lot of our clients and people that we consult with have had expanded reach since the update. So it's not saying those things. And a lot of people are thinking, okay, well, let's get a Facebook group up. Let's, you know, go over there because we'll have better luck getting in front of people. I really want to caution those who are thinking that now to double down on the Facebook page and do it well right? Get into that content, figure out what's working. Use tools like live streaming where Facebook has declared that they get 6x more engagement than just regular videos posted to your page. Like Use the tools to your advantage. And the reason that I say don't necessarily jump into a Facebook group is because Facebook groups are gated content, meaning the content is only able to be reached by the people who are already members of that group. So if you have a thousand people in a Facebook group, that's how many people can see that content at any given time. No more. That is the max. On the Facebook page, if you curate the exact same amount of community and engagement, the people who are actually engaging with your Facebook pages, when they do, Facebook starts serving it up to their network as well. So not only is it originating from your page and the people who like your page, but those who are interacting, sharing, commenting, when they do, it's going to show in their network's newsfeed as well. 
So if you have a thousand people that like your page versus a thousand person group, the the potential of the page is a much, much higher because it's not gated content. It's open. It's, you know, we're able to have conversations on the page. All right. So I'm going to get, you know, I have two big questions there now for what you should do, because first on the content side and then on the audience side, um, you know, when you talk about content, you know, you say, good content, great content, what kind of content, you know, you said live streaming, but you know, what type of content, what are you suggesting? What are you looking for right now in content? Cool. So the beauty is there is no magic formula. That's also the pain point that a lot of people think because they're like, just tell me what to do bond. But the way that I help people view good content is Content brings people to the page and it gets them into your custom retargeting audiences. So this is a Facebook advertising thing where Facebook will actually create and collect an audience of people who are engaging with your Facebook page or watching three seconds of your video. They're going off to your website and getting into your pixel uh, over on any page of your website, things of that nature. So we want to call people to action. That is good content where people are actually engaging and, and really just getting and consuming that content. So how do we analyze that? I actually have a formula for it. I'm all about numbers and spreadsheets. So on our Facebook pages, on the back end, we can go in and look at the insights. So what I ask people to do is start experimenting. Experiment with images, experiment with memes or jokes, if that's your brand voice. Uh, if you're a blogger, you could possibly share recipes and try sharing a recipe with the link in the post. Try sharing a recipe with a picture and then the link in the comments. Uh, try sharing you know, a text-based post. And then we're going to analyze how that works by looking at the engagement rate. And so on the back end in insights, we can see for each post, the number of people that engaged and the reach that that post had. So what you do is you just take the number of people that engage that total number of people who are clicking, liking, commenting, sharing, anyone who's engaging and we divide that by the total reach. So let's say you have a post that has a thousand engagements on it, clicks, likes, shares, comments, things of that nature, and the reach is 10,000. So if you take a thousand divided by 10,000, that means the engagement rate for that post is 10%. And what we wanna do is actually look at our own content, not anyone else's content, and compare the different formats. Really analyze like what has the highest engagement rate of our content in the first place. And so because it's link clicks, because it's comments, because it shares all of those things that are showing people are resonating with this content, all we need to do is beat ourselves consistently with our engagement rates. And that is how you're going to beat this update and give yourself the ability to build momentum from it along the way. Now, that seems like a lot, but I think, <laughs> <Yep>. uh, <laughs> but I, it's, it's awesome advice and it seems like work, but I think it's one of those things. It's like, you know, riding a bike, you'll get better and better at it. And plus I just put a, in the comments, I put a link to your article 
uh, because I think you described it pretty well in there, and there's some visuals to go along with it, so you can see what that actually looks like. Perfect. Uh, uh, you know, when it comes to experimenting with content, I think a lot of people are scared to experiment with content. How do you, I mean, how do you, when do you know that something's wrong? And, or when do you know, besides engagement, I mean, and, and is it wrong to really upset people? Cause I know like I have clients that have said, well, some people are giving me some bad comments on it. And it wasn't really a bad thing. It was just, it's de- divisive. I mean, how are you figuring out that content strategy? I think that's a personal opinion. For me, I actually use uh, negative comments as a chance to engage more and actually have understanding. But that's the that's the decision that we've made with the ad strategist. We are controversial. We will engage in those questions for the greater understanding. Not every brand would be comfortable with that, nor it would be advised for every brand to take that strategy. So you just have to get really clear on what your values are in terms of interactions. And so one thing like I would look at and say, what is not working is when you post something and there's absolute crickets, like on each post that we do, we can see are people clicking through to the link? Are people even clicking the post to like see more and read? If they're not, like if there is zero interactions, that is the content that Facebook is penalizing, right? Like they want that they want their content to go viral on the platform because the mm-hmm. more people engage, the longer they stay on the platform. So the indicator is, hey, did I post something and there's crickets? If there is, I actually recommend that people take that off the page and rework it, right? Try and restructure the way that it was said. Maybe it wasn't clear to your audience and you actually confused them. So what I do and it took me about a year to really figure out my own pages formula of what works and what doesn't. Now, when I post, I can just essentially, I'm in a place where I can confidently know what will hit and what won't and how to spin things in a way that will start getting really great engagement. But until that point, sometimes you just got to be like, okay, not a single soul has clicked this, get it off my timeline for the time being, and let's try restructuring what that looks like to deliver it out there in a different format. And I I just want to touch on one thing that you said, that this sounds like it's time-consuming. It's not that you're working on Facebook constantly. It's not that you're running your engagement rates constantly and like always deep diving into the numbers and the analysis. Like Even if you just did it once a month where you just took a few minutes and analyzed, okay... I did 10 posts this month. Out of those 10 posts, which one were the fire engagement posts? Which one had the highest engagement rate? Which one sucked, right? So if you just do it every so often, it's about the consistency of the page, not constantly posting. So even in my own example of my page, we had we've had more engagement, 20 times the reach of the actual people that follow our page this week alone. And it's, it's crazy. And the reason is because I've been working on it for a year, but in October, I only posted 10 posts to my page. I didn't pre think anything. And I believe 40% of them were really promotional yet. I know how to spin it because for a year I've been taking the time to like look at the content every once in a while and just think to myself, okay, how could I do it better next time? So don't do it constantly. It's about consistency when it comes to your Facebook strategy. 
Yeah. And, and I think, you know, the critical point there is, you know, you step back and you just think about it. You're listening to your, your customers, right? Yes. And, and so many people, I mean, that's what this whole change is about is stop blasting and start listening. And, you know, and, and stop looking at it as a chore. If you're in business, this is your opportunity. Oh my right? gosh. Yes. Thank you for saying that. Like, don't take a negative spin to it. If you just ask yourself, how can I use this to my advantage? How can this be the pivotal moment in time? You'll be surprised with the answers that you come up with. I've actually remarked to myself that every single time there is an update like this, it has the potential for you to look back and be like, that update was the thing that changed the game for us. That update was the thing that allowed us to see a new and improved way of doing it. If you're in the mindset of like, oh shit, this is the end of the world. I apologize. I don't know if we're allowed to swear on this podcast. So right now, (laughs) (laughs) right? So um, if we look at it and we're like, oh my gosh, like this is the end of the world, you're going to get end of the world results. So your mindset will determine how you benefit from this update, how your audience and your content will respond to you on this update. One of the major lessons that I want people to take away from it is prioritizing platform and community on your Facebook page. If you don't have that long-term vision for creating a platform for your brand and using Facebook as the tool to get there, you're just going to be that person screaming in the middle of the room, hoping that people are listening to your message and then wondering why they're not because you're not having one-to-one conversations. So for me right now, the biggest thing that I'm encouraging is people to treat our Facebook page like a community. And what we're doing is empowering them to engage in a meaningful conversation so that they'll constantly want to come back to the page. And in fact, seek out the page because we're demonstrating our authority on the page and not just in, you know, gated groups or our email list, things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. So to your point, if someone's prioritizing platform and community, especially those one-on-one conversations, Facebook's not going to penalize you because you're part of a community, right? Absolutely. Um, So, and if it's not working, it's not because Facebook's like, I'm I'm turning off Amanda's feed, right? It's it's because of the content. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And I think you may just, the point you made is huge. When there's big changes, that's the big opportunity. Always. I mean, when I started, when we started Authentic Web and started doing video marketing, A, no one was doing video marketing. B, and everyone's like, well, what's that? And B, it was in 2009. Literally, we found it a month before the lowest point in the recession. And everyone's like, you're crazy. I'm like, this is when the opportunity is. So when things are flat, that you're all struggling against the same thing. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I just, I get so fired up because now I'm like, okay, let's go out there and let's be the people who make the changes. Let's be the people that rise up out of this and demonstrate that y'all are crazy. If you think Facebook is like, it's the apocalypse and that Facebook's going to be gone. I'm I'm hearing some really crazy stuff after. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Facebook's going to be gone. I mean, people use Facebook more than they use their email and they're just making it better. You know, they're not going the way that everyone did and over monetize it. I think they realized that they were over monetizing it, letting too many businesses do whatever they want. And people were getting upset and less engaged. 
Um, and I think you're right that people, I think that overall there might be some less time by business owners on there, which is good for everyone else. I mean, every other business owner. Yeah. Um, so let's talk, you know, we've got a few minutes left. I know you got to go soon. I really appreciate you doing this. This is awesome. Um, when it comes, you know, your new strategy, obviously you're thinking about this and you, and the strategy you're launching February 21st that you've been testing out. Can you give us like a high level overview of who it's for and what, what it does? Sure. So um, what you're talking about there is what we call the strategy system. So the benefit of having analyzed hundreds of millions of ad impressions is we get to see what works and what doesn't. So when I say analyze your content, imagine that times a million is what we have access to on the back end. So one of the things that we've realized is that marketers are there 95% of people are focusing so laser focused on lead generation to cold audiences that they're having challenges scaling. They're like, I don't know how the heck to scale my stuff. So we actually teach a three-step framework to take your digital attention, you know, your reach, the engagement on your Facebook page, and turn it into revenue using Facebook ads. So we call the three phases connect, commit, close. But essentially what they are is branding, lead generation, and sales retargeting. So if you are doing Facebook advertising, stop just looking at it from, okay, how can I get leads into my sales funnel? And start thinking about how you can create a holistic ecosystem that is constantly putting people in the top of your funnel in the branding phase, getting them into the right things to actually open up their mind and want to buy from you and then help them make an educated decision with your Facebook ads. So strategy essentially creates exactly what you create with your email automations in a way that you're moving people through those sequences, except for we do it on Facebook where people are hanging out so that the right people are seeing the right things at the right time. And once you have all those three things together is truly when you can start to scale up with predictability without your system just like crashing because cold audiences aren't responding. Awesome. And and it it sounds effective. And also I love the fact that you've done it more than once, which we see a lot of these strategies where someone's like, Oh, I took, you know, this thing did it once. Let me sell it to you. Um, Yeah. So if you guys go to Amanda Bond, her Facebook page, can you tell me again what it was? Yep. It's fb.me slash the ad strategist. Yes. And go to there. She is hyper responsive on her Facebook page. Hyper responsive. Welcome to the community over there. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, she'll answer your questions. She'll give it all away for free. Just kidding. Uh, But uh, she does give away a lot of information, a lot of valuable information, not not high level like, oh, you should do Facebook ads, but like a lot of great strategy. And I appreciate that. Um, And so one selfish question, you know, a video marketing agency, we do video ads, we do videos for clients. And I've seen people say, well, Facebook tried to get video as uh, um, make video the most important thing, but video is not working and they're going to get rid of video. Do you see that happening with this update? Oh, my God. No. So what's happening is the exact same thing that we're talking about with people who are bad at marketing their Facebook page. The people that are bad at making videos that don't give a thought to it and have a strategic reason, those things are going to fall by the wayside. Like great content will always rise up. Really engaging content will always rise up. And we 
love, 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 love video in all of our Facebook strategies, whether it's live video, whether it's highly produced video, whether it's training style videos, it all has a place in your customer journey at getting people off the fence to make an educated decision about you to warm them up to who you are and what you're about. Like video is huge. And the retargeting ability that we have with Facebook ads off of videos is just next level. Like we can specifically curate and put them into an audience, people who have watched three seconds of a video and then give them uh, content that is segmented specifically for those people who just stopped by. And we can have different iterations all the way up to 95% of your video viewed where we could take them down another pathway with Facebook ads. Like this is the time to get into your Facebook page and get that marketing, but also leverage the power of video. Yes. And I, you know, I think creating those audiences is super, super important. Um, and while most of your audience probably knows what retargeting is, mm -hmm. I find a little story. I was doing a talk the other day about, you know, case studies and, you know, the, creating the perfect video case study. And I was talking about retargeting at the end. Someone's like, why were you talking about being retarded? Stop. <laughs> so it is Amanda's not saying retarded. She's saying retargeting. Yep. And can you explain to people exactly what that is real quick before we go? Absolutely. So retargeting is a shortened form of reminder marketing. You can call it remarketing, reminder marketing. And what it does is it allows you to get back in front of people with advertising who have already had an engagement with your brand. They've had meaningful engagements with your brand. So whether it's visiting your website or interacting with your videos on Facebook, we can say to Facebook, please put these people in a little packaged audience and let's get back in front of them with ads. Awesome. A simple, simple thing. Everyone, you've got to get that pixel on your website. If you, if you don't, Ask your marketer in person why it's not on there. It's it's one of the most important, most powerful things out there. And quick side note, most people don't understand this. The people don't have to just be on Facebook to be part of the Facebook ad network. When you know, especially videos, we've seen our customer stories show up on Wall Street Journal, on New York Times through the Facebook ad network. So that's a, it's a super powerful part of it that people need to understand. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that that tip about the Facebook pixel. I do have a step-by-step how-to blog post on it. So if you don't have that installed, go to the adstrategist.com slash Facebook pixel. Um, but even if you're not advertising yet, but you plan to do it in the next six months, people who visit your website that have like the pages have the Facebook pixel installed. What the pixel is doing is sending information back to Facebook about who those people are. And it is retroactive for six months. So if somebody lands today and you start advertising five months from now and that pixel was there today, you can get back in front of those people that visited your uh, website five months ago when you are ready to start Facebook advertising. So it's always a great idea to get that installed right away. Awesome. Awesome. Amanda Bond, thank you so much for making people not afraid and actually realizing this is a huge opportunity. I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me on, dude. And uh, thanks for taking Amanda and I on your journey on this live garlic marketing show. If you're listening to it, you missed out. 
but you can watch the replay on the Facebook page. Uh, and I will be talking to you soon. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.